Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. And as promised, today is the Taxi Squad episode of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. Now, on the surface, the Taxi Squad seems very simple. Four to six players that, that every NHL team can bring along. Doesn't count against their cap hit. Can do whoever they want. But when you dig a little bit deeper, the rules are actually quite complex when it comes down to who can, who can't, and what you can do with Taxi Squad members. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to thednvr.com and look at AJ's written piece on all of this where he breaks down all of the rules. Highly recommend that, first of all. But AJ... It's a bit more complicated than you would think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really. Let me actually get my mic here. <laughs> uh, it's it's really quite similar to what they had in uh, baseball this year, which is, I think, probably where they just jacked that idea from. Um, <clears throat> it's you know four to six players. And so far, we haven't seen uh, any actual restrictions on exactly which players are eligible or not. So the question of Bowen Byram remains pretty large here. Because if he's eligible for the taxi squad, this is a, this is a boon for the Avs. The, there's no reason not to keep Bowen Byram around all year, no matter what. Uh, if he's ineligible, then they're in the same position that they, they were before its creation where what do you do with him you know do, does he take a roster spot from a veteran because at that point you're looking the two most likely guys he's going to take a spot from are ian cole and ryan Graves. for sure just given contracts and age and all that you'd have to say ian cole is really the prime target there but you could also make the argument that ian cole comfortable playing on the right side next to bowen byram on a third pairing the classic offensive defenseman, defensive defenseman, young guy, veteran. Like, there's a lot of appeal to that as a third pairing. Definitely. So, <clears throat> what you know, where where the Byram, you know, where Byram would fit in on the defense continues to be a question. But with the taxi squad, I think the conversation has to start with him. Assuming eligibility, uh, he's got to be. Now, He's got to be where it starts. And keeping him around is an easy thing to say yes to. So let's just to make it clear for someone like Bowen Byram, the taxi squad would travel with the NHL team all season long, would practice with the NHL team all season long. Mm-hmm. Now we'll get into how they move up to the NHL team and all that in a little bit. But if he joins the taxi squad and intends to stay on the taxi squad, that essentially means he's permanently with the Avs this year. Yeah, exactly. The big thing is, is if he's on the taxi squad all year long and he does not play seven NHL games, his contract slides. Yep. So, and that, I mean, just from a, from a contract standpoint, you know, from a business standpoint, it it holds the exact same appeal that it held with Martin Kelt last year. But this year, you know, a year, a year down the road, you, we're going to see Bowen Byram here the, later this week. 
uh, training Canada. Yeah, well, WJCs too. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to see. We're we're going to see. You know, okay, because if this kid goes off at WJCs, in in kind of. I don't want to say we're expecting him to dominate, but I think we all have pretty high expectations for him. Yep. He's he's slated to to play on that that first pairing. Um he should play all situations, a lot of minutes. He's going to be a guy, you know, he's got the A. He was on a gold medal team last year. There are a lot of expectations on him. We want to see a really good performance from him and he can use that as a launch pad for abs training camp, which he will now miss because of the WJCs. And then depending on quarantine rules and all that, how he travels back to Denver after that, he could end up missing all of abs training camp. And if he does yeah. that, that's where, that's where the taxi squad immediately plays in their favor. Makes a ton because, of sense to throw him on that. Give him a couple weeks to get the systems or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, he he just kind of you put him on that thing. You let him get up to NHL speed where you're comfortable. The ten days that they have of training camp, you give him about. He won't need ten days because he won't be starting from nowhere. Um, you you really just you give him those couple of days, like maybe a week and then ease them into the lineup and see what happens. But you've only got the six games, so you have to make quick decisions. Yep. And you can either do that or you can wait for injury. You can, you if you're really, if they really want to get them in the lineup and they really want to try and, we want to get as many rookie kinks out of the way as we possibly can before the postseason, then they need to get them in games. They just have to. And then the taxi squad becomes irrelevant for him. The the other thing for Colorado, the outside of Byram, you know, kind of including Byram, but including all these guys, right now uh, they're one point eight million from the cap floor, or for the I'm sorry, from the cap ceiling. Yep, and they have twelve forwards, six defensemen, two goaltenders. They don't need to add another person. The creation of the taxi squad makes it so they don't have to add anybody to that oh. roster. All of their scratches can be on the taxi squad, essentially. Exactly, because those guys are going to be uh, practicing, um, traveling with the team, doing all the team activities. They're essentially the healthy scratches, but they can the abs can save a little bit of that money every year or every day, no. and then turn around and if they want to apply that to any over uh, any bonus performance uh, money that they get. Mainly from Kale McCarthy. The one, <laughs> the one thing about doing that is, if you're going to use a player from the taxi squad in your lineup, you have to submit that to the NHL by 5 p.m. that day. So, yeah, and they'll know. Well, 99 percent of the time they'll know, but in a weird situation where someone gets injured in warmups or something, they may want to run one proper scratch. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fair point. A guy gets sick, he comes to the rink, and he's like, oh. Yeah, you know those things happen. Um, that would be that would be their way to do it, though. I mean, that's sure. you know, and and this is another one of those situations that we've talked about a lot, where you run no scratch for the first month of the season, and you save yourself an extra couple hundred k on the cap, and then you're yeah. fine. But yeah, and honestly, they could even they could even get super cute with it if they wanted to. 
and on uh, practice days because the the cap is calculated every day. Yep. Um, so on off days, they can go with the bare bones roster, and then on game days, they can take a guy off the taxi squad and put him on the roster. Now, and if they were gonna get if they were gonna get cute like that, then they have to have at least five players on their taxi squad at all times. Because your taxi squad has to have at least four players on it always. And in order to replace a player on the taxi squad, you have to call them up from the AHL and then they have to go to the taxi squad first. So you can't call a guy up from the AHL and have him show up to the NHL this year. That guy has to go from the AHL to the taxi squad, be quarantined, and then he has to be there for at least a week before he can be removed. So in order to in order to play salary cap shenanigan games, you have to at least have five guys, and one of those has to be a goaltender at all times. Yeah. Um, so you have to have at least five guys on your on your taxi squad, and then on game day every day you can add a player and then take him off on practice days to save that day's money. And then you know you do that you do that for like you said you do it for a month, and then you just put those guys on the roster and you stop caring about it because you will have saved enough money. For sure. It, it it certainly feels like savvy teams can certainly take a significant advantage of this taxi squad. Um, yeah, absolutely. It It's just something, especially given the flat cap this year, there's, there's going to be a lot of flexibility, a lot of fluctuation going on there. Uh, Henry talking about the Western division as among us, honestly, if the Western division is among us, the abs are the imposter because they're the ones going around the division, murdering everyone. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Travis, I agree. If you're not running six players on your taxi squad, it, it, it seems kind of weird not to. So this is where, I mean, I think there's a balance that you have to strike here. Uh, if you're going to play salary cap games, you got to have five guys. If you're not going to do that, then you just roll with the four. And one of them is a goalie. And so you have just the three extra skaters, right? Um, you also want to keep, like, you're taking players off your AHL team to do this. You know, the Avs the and the Eagles both have ambitions of having a competitive AHL team year in, year out. And you would expect they're not going to be taking the 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 Travis Barons and the Ty Lewis's, you know, the Josh Anderson's and putting them on the taxi squad. They're going to be taking guys who are expected to play big roles for the Eagles if they're down there. And so the taxi squad, that's six players that you take away from the Eagles. That's true. So you, you want, I don't, I, if your taxi squad, if, if two of your taxi squad guys are TJ Tynan, Sheldon Dries, Mike Vecchioni, Kiefer Sherwood, uh, Miko Salamaki, those types of guys, the AHL veterans, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, if they are, you know, if, if it's Martin Kaut, if it's Shane Bowers, it's Connor Timmons, it's Bowen Byram, you want to try and find guys, the, the games for those guys. And they will. Guys are going to get hurt. It's They're- not like these guys are just going to sit around all year long and not do anything. They're going to get into games. So one of the interesting rules, I think, for this taxi squad is if you're taking a player from the NHL and putting him back down onto the taxi squad, waiver eligibility does come into play. Yeah, waivers works the same. 
um, moving guys between the NHL and the taxi squad, uh, like demoting a guy. It works exactly the same in terms of waivers. So, you know, you, you, every 30 days, guys have to pass through again if they're yep. eligible for that. So I do think that will affect somewhat which players we see on a taxi squad. It might be tough for the Avs. Logan O'Connor is still not wager waiver eligible, correct? I'm checking because I was just curious. Because he's him. the he's the one that would it would seriously affect, I think. Uh, but for previous years, someone like AJ Greer, he's exempt. Okay, so O'Connor would be fine then. It wouldn't be. It's probably not that big of a deal for the Abs in that case because most of the players mm-hmm. they're going to want on a taxi squad are either going to be those AHL vets, which you'd have to go through waivers with, but the, the couts of the world, you're not worried about dealing with that waiver. Yeah, there are none of the young guys um, that you have to worry about. It's all Tynan, Drys, Sherwood, Salabaki, Vecchioni, Mag- Magno. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. Niles, uh, we don't really know much about the AHL season right now, other than they won't be starting earlier than February fifth. That's the yeah. They're scheduled to start February fifth right now. That's their agreement. Yep. So, <laughs> um, they're planning on having a season. They pretty much can't not. But that, I mean, it, it is a good point. It does bring up a whole another aspect to this of what the AHL season looks like as compared to being on a taxi squad. Yeah. Um, we do Going. need to take our first period break here. Sorry to cut you off, AJ. But we have ourselves a little bit of Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood, right by where I used to go to elementary school, actually, just up the road there. Uh, they are pretty much just awesome. I actually went there as a kid even, and they take care of your teeth amazingly well, even for a stupid kid like me who never brushed his teeth. They would uh, go in there and and drill my cavities without too much pain or anything like that. And when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll get you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So makes brushing that much easier. An electric toothbrush, you just stick it in there. It does all the brushing for you. You just move it around your mouth. Super easy, super convenient, just like Green Mountain Dental Group, which will even send you postcards to remind you of when you need to schedule your next uh, meeting, event, whatever you want to call a a dental appointment. There you go. Uh, And again, look, they take care of you big time. Yeah, I I couldn't think of the word for what you go to the dentist. What what do you call going to the dentist? And then it's an appointment. That's what you do. So I mean, I guess it could be an event of some kind for some folks, you know. Happy Dental Day! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group. They are really awesome at what they do. Again, supporting our partners is supporting us. And why not get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush while you're at it? Moving on to second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I'm going to start in a weird place, but we're eventually going to move this into who should the abs have on the taxi squad. But I want to start with end of season for the abs. Does Alex Newhook make the taxi squad? Um, yeah. He says, yes. I, and I, kind of the conversation we were having before the break of, 
we had Tar- Newhook kind of pinned for a guy that could really help the Colorado Eagles in uh, the AHL playoffs potentially. But if you also have the opportunity to give him time with the NHL squad to practice at that level, boy, it sure seems like that could help a kid like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and he's he's an interesting one because if the AHL season does happen and the Eagles do make the postseason, would yep. you rather just him being in the AHL playoffs? Or would you rather him doing what Byram did last year? Although Byram didn't have to make a choice when he was on Right. You know, there was no there was no other it was Byram either goes to Edmonton and sits, you know, and practices every day and doesn't, you know, doesn't get into any games, but he's around the team every day and he gets an idea of this is what it is to be a pro. Or he does nothing. Um, there was no, al- there was <laughs> right. no alternative. Right? Yeah. It was or he does nothing. Yeah. Which is what Cowd had to do. Um, for New, <coughs> for New Hope, <coughs> if the, the Eagles are in the postseason, I think I'd probably prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Have him go down there on an ATO and just play with the Eagles in the playoffs until their run ends. And then, and then he can come up and maybe join the taxi squad. Um, but but before that, eh. I mean, the postseason, do they even really need a taxi squad? There are no roster limits. That's true. Um, and it's not like Southern Cat matters at that point yeah, either. So I don't, you, just, I don't, you just mold the taxi squad into the roster, I guess, at that point. Right. It just becomes the taxi squad just becomes your black aces at that point. Yeah. So... I, I thought that was an interesting place to start, but realistically, the, where this conversation is going is who are the guys that should spend maybe not the whole year, but certainly a decent portion of the year on the taxi squad and or eventually moving up into the Avs lineup. Obviously, we've already pegged Bowen Byram. I think Martin Cout is a pretty obvious one. Mm-hmm. Then Logan the conversation O'Connor. starts. Logan O'Connor probably as well, maybe moving between the, the 13th forward there as the, the one scratch, whatever. Um, we have our, our nice little graphic here of at least Bowers or Byram and Cout in the taxi squad driving. Them I like that you're driving it. Yeah, right? <laughs> how, did you end up, how did you end up the driver of this? I have no idea, but I'll, I will happily drive the taxi squad around. Dude, that I we gotta make that a show now. The DNVR Avalanche from the cab, <laughs> getting uh, player interviews from the back of the cab. That's the way to do it. Anyway, Byram and Cout feel like easy choices. Logan O'Connor feels like a pretty easy choice. There are three other spots potentially filled on that taxi squad again, unless the Avs want to run three goalies on their lineup, which I assume they don't. One of them needs to be a goalie. This is a real issue for them too. Yep. The goaltender the goaltender issue was a serious issue because they wanted to run Werner and Miska. You know, Miska had a good year, came in uh I think it was on an AHL deal last year. Yeah, it started um, on an AHL deal. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was a tryout or an AHL deal, but I'm pretty sure it was just an AHL deal. Mm-hmm. And worked his way up to an actual NHL contract because they, you know, injuries being what they were. Yep. They needed another guy you know, just in case. And he ended up, he was the backup behind Michael Hutchinson in game seven if something happened. You know, so. Yeah. Um, they wanted, that was their plan. They want to give, they really like Werner and they want to give Werner a chance to see what he can do. <laughs> That's a guy that since he's been drafted 
has progressively gotten better every year. Last year being his rookie year in the AHL, so okay, that sets a new baseline for him to work off of. And Warner was really feast or famine last year. Yep. Uh, it was, he was either, it's exactly what we saw in his two NHL games. Yep. He was very, very good, or he got lit up. And, you know, you'd like to keep the very good and limit the lit up. To games Obviously, where, yeah. To games where, like, that's the goal this year, right? Some consistency between those two. You keep the really good performances where he gives up one or two, and then instead of giving up five, maybe you give up three. Yeah. Get out the bring it in a little bit for sure. Yeah. yeah. Goalies are all, every goalie is going to have a tough night. Uh, if you can just keep your team in it on those tough nights, uh, it's, that's, that's a huge, it's a huge separator between goaltenders that are legit and ones that aren't. Because if you're having a bad day and your team's not even, you can't even stay competitive, you're not that helpful. You're putting you out there is a huge risk. So it's it's a uh, you know with Warner, it's gonna be it's gonna be a question: Is he better off? Is Adam Warner better off playing games, or is he better off on the taxi squad practicing in the NHL? I think that's that's a case he needs to play. I agree. Uh- he needs games. And the goalie conversation is one I think we'll get into a little bit more tomorrow specifically, Definitely. but it's, it's a tough situation. You know, it's with skaters, you're expecting injuries and with goaltenders, you're at least hoping that injuries aren't coming. So it's, it's hard to see how you rotate a third goaltender in. Yeah. Um, that they need, they would need a third goaltender that, because on the taxi squad you're making your AHL salary, I think what they should do is they should go and sign just some veteran dude, give him a one-way deal so that if he's on the taxi squad, he's still making 700 k make it financially viable for him. You don't plan on him getting in the way of any of your AHL guys. He is strictly a just-in-case-we-need-this-guy. Injuries, whatever. Even if you Even if you have an injury to a goaltender... He can be your backup, and then you can bring the guy that you actually want to play up through the taxi squad and then promote that guy, switch their places on the active roster. That guy doesn't necessarily ever actually have to play for you, but it's just insurance, you know? The old, the old warm body play. Exactly. And, you know, go out and get into the – you get into, like, um, I, don't even, I don't even know who's out there in the goaltender market. What's Jimmy Howard up to? Like would that guy would that guy take eight hundred k to just sit around? Because that's a variable amount of money on the taxi squad. He gets it. All he has to do is come and practice every day. Yep. You know he. At some point, you know, and and like there isn't going to be a guy that makes anybody go, "Ooh, I like that guy." There's no upside in this guy. This is the Michael Hutchinson play all over again. Except you don't have to trade for him. They need to go out and they need to sign a guy in order to be essentially their taxi squad goaltender to satisfy this requirement. I know a Zamboni driver they could hire. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, you, you know, you could still manipulate it so that this is not a guy that actually has to play for you, but they, I think they need to make one more goaltending move because of that. And because it doesn't count against the cap, any of that, they, I think they've got an opportunity. I mean, regardless of how you feel about the Avs' current goalies, we saw last year 
where they waited and waited and waited, and finally they get to the start of the season, and they have to make panic moves to go out and get Antoine Bebo as a, a fourth, fifth goalie, whatever you want to call it, him yeah. being the third goalie. So it should be easy to not put themselves in that situation again. Yeah, guys that are guys that are on the market right now that are unsigned, and I don't know if the, most of these are old guys, but you do have you know Craig Anderson at thirty nine. I don't. I, I would have a hard time imagining he comes. He comes back to the organization. Yeah, I don't think that there's much love there. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Howard, uh, Mike Condon, Ryan Miller. Sure, pick a winner. Yeah, like we're talking. None of these. None of these guys excite you. They're not going to like that. That guy isn't going to. You know, be a guy that you're just like, yes, here we go. This this is a guy with some upside, right? Like, there's just not that. There just aren't great options. But you know, if you're if you're Ryan Miller, you want to stay close to your family. That's I believe they're they're now like entrenched in SoCal. You yeah. know, playing playing for Colorado, they're going to be in California plenty. As the third goaltender, all he has to do, he has to practice every day, and, you know, he gets to make an extra $800,000. For me, I just think that's, hey, but why not, right? I don't even, like, I, the rules aren't fully clear yet, but there was some rule floating around that they don't, the taxi squad doesn't even necessarily have to travel with the team when it comes to, like, a third goaltender. So... I, I, you could get into some weird, weird stuff there, some football level stuff where you like sign a guy to your practice squad and he doesn't even play. But you know, that's that's getting a little bit too deep of a cut there. Maybe I too am available to play on the taxi squad if some hockey team wants to pay me league minimum. <laughs> but, yeah. Look, old old uh, old friend of the pod, JJ Jerez. Yeah, there you go. That's an actual goaltender. Yeah, get him in net. Why not? Give him a give him a two way deal. I'm sure he'll be happy to go and practice every day and make seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> as his AHL salary. I mean, come on, why yeah, not? In a heartbeat, I'm sure. So it'll be interesting to see how teams do navigate particularly the goalie situation, but the entire taxi squad in general, which leaves a couple of interesting spots for the Avs. You have Shane Bowers, Mm -hmm. which is a conversation because he's, he doesn't feel like he's quite where Martin Cout is or or where Bowen Byram is. It doesn't feel like he's right on the cusp of the roster. So is that a guy that you prefer to just get more games in the AHL over practicing? Although he did another player who did go to the bubble with the Avs. So I, I think so. I think he should play. Yeah. I think Shane Bowers is a guy that needs to play. I will say, and I wrote this in my piece, the advantage for a guy like Bowers, who we think is like right on that edge, maybe not a hundred percent ready, but pretty damn close. Um, the advantage of him practicing is that there's no guesswork from the coaching staff. They see him every day. It's their own evaluation. That's not to say there isn't like a, that's not to suggest any lack of trust between Cronin and his coaching staff and the NHL staff. 
It's just that when you're going off of secondhand information, you know, somebody, uh, when you're getting your info from someone else, there's always, there's always that possibility of like that guy shows up and you're like, well, what the hell is this? Yeah. I, I, I was told this guy was ready to go for us and what's going on here. If Bowers is practicing with the NHL club every single day, that the, the NHL coaches are the ones who are seeing him every day. They're the ones evaluating him. They're the ones who are saying, man, this guy is doing everything right for us. We love what he's doing in practice. We just need to find a way to get him in the lineup. And then when a guy gets hurt, bam, you just do that. Right? Like, that's yeah. the advantage. That seems easy. Yeah. That's that's where you make the, the, the argument that Bowers on a taxi squad is better than being in the AHL. The other argument is obvious as well. You want that guy playing games. You want you want that guy down there doing what he has to do. And with Cout, well, you and I are comfortable thinking, okay, well, he's he's thirteenth forward. They're ready to go. You know, let's let's make this happen. Yep. Maybe he's better off playing games too. And you'd rather just have. You know, maybe maybe this is the opportunity where you fill up your taxi squad with. You know, maybe this is where you fill up the taxi squad with uh, with the AHL veterans. You know, the Mika Salamakis and so they are just the, eating top six roster space on your AHL team. Exactly, and now and now Shane Powers and and Martin Kaut and you know even Nick Henry and Ty Lewis. These guys are getting way bigger roles on your AHL roster. Instead of having to compete with those, these these veterans for them, what about that? You yep. know, you there are so many different angles to this that I don't know that there's an obvious right or wrong way. I just think that there's a lot of they they have to make the decisions about what they value the most, and I think it's going to be very telling when they when they make their calls on their taxi squad and they say these are the guys, it, you know, and. Another another interesting note is that they can't start sending guys to the taxi squad until the last day of training camp. Correct. So when they start making cuts, it's not like we can turn around and be like, "Oh, well, he's headed to the taxi squad." It's you know, yeah, it's and, and it's a little bit of a double sided sword too, as you already mentioned. You also can't go straight from the AHL team to the NHL. So yeah. if you're on the AHL team, you have to hit the taxi squad first before you can go up to the NHL team. <clears throat> be so, there for a week and yep. then go to the NHL team. So if you're if you're ripping it up, and you know Shane Bauer starts the season with a 12 game point streak, and the Avs are like, "Screw this, man! We're he's we done." This, you know? dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's nothing left for him down there. Then I think at that point, then you just call him up and be done. You know, work his way through the taxi squad. Drop him there and wait for an opportunity to play him. Yep. Uh, a couple of chat questions here. Late to the stream, was any topic of PTOs asked or discussed? We didn't discuss it. I don't think there's anything to discuss there. The Avs simply have no room for PTOs. Right. The, whatever space a PTO would take, we're talking about these guys right now as taxi squad guys. Yep. And then I think I saw a tweet from you, AJ, but your thoughts on the helmet advertisements. Cool. Yep. I'm all about it. You know, they need to make they need to make their money. Um as soon as 
to be honest, like the, I don't think the league is in like dire straits, but the sooner they make as much of this money back as they can that they've lost over the last calendar year, the sooner things go back to normal, the cap starts going up, you know, the players start getting paid, blah, 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 blah. Like that's a good thing. That's the cap going up is maybe the best thing for cup contenders because it gives them more opportunity to keep their guys. On that that's going to be a big deal. Um, yeah. you know, you want, you want by year three of Byram and Couts ELCs, you want the cap to be going back up so you can pay those dudes. Yeah. So you can pay those dudes and keep Nathan McKinnon around, you yep. know, like that's you, the, the more money, the more money that they make, um, uh, the better. And who, I, I think it was Cole that, that said this should be Comcast for the Avs. Oh, that'd be that, hilarious. They the, put Comcast as, the, uh, as they're not on Comcast. Yep. Wow. Let it be Comcast. Appreciate, any, any other helmet ad? Yeah. No good. Appreciate the love, coupon user 16. Your name sounds like a bot name. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so, like, if I thought a bot was around, I think it'd be coupon user 16. But, I, I mean, did you just imagine, like, you're you're signing up for an account and you're like, What's something that describes me? What's something that's personal to me? You know, when I go to the grocery store, I love coupons. <laughs> I'm a big time coupon user, so no hate. Just uh, just making sure you're not a bot. That's all. Uh, <laughs> second period break here with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to raise your cap for Christmas. All this week, the opening week of the NBA, you can bet on any NBA game, bet $1 to win 100 bucks. It's a great Christmas present right there. If you have a good read on someone who's going to win a basketball game, why not add $100 to your pocket? Seems easy enough. And when you love everything over at DraftKings, they have odds boosts every single day that are great bets. It, essentially, pretty much every week, if you listen to the show, we give you a bet that's like, free money most of the time whether it, it varies sometimes it's ufc sometimes it's football but they regularly give out ridiculously good odds on stuff that is pretty much guaranteed to happen so you just want to make a little bit of money that way that's always a great way to do it if you want to bet on more you can always follow dnbr bets where rk and andre give you a bunch of great bets to help you win as well <laughs> so head on over to DraftKings sportsbook it's super safe secure and reliable making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience <laughs> Download that top-rated sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to let them know we sent you. Get that bet $1 to win a 100 option and tons of other odds boosts as well, like I already mentioned. It's for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And when you win <clears throat> thousands of dollars, you're going to want to call up Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia are not only diehard Bronco fans, but they've supported DNVR for a long time as members as well. You visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. When you head on over there, you can not only enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice, but more importantly, you can get signed up for a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win for that free stuff. You can go to dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Again, 
awesome people doing an awesome job there. If you're looking to purchase a home, they are the people to go to. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. When you look at the six players on a taxi squad, we've covered maybe four of them with Cout, O'Connor, Bowers, uh, excuse me, Werner and or third goaltender, and then Byram. So five, I guess. That leaves one spot open, and you've already alluded to the fact of maybe they put Mika Salamaki, maybe they put Kiefer Sherwood, maybe they go with the vets in this situation. Mm-hmm. How much flexibility do you expect to actually see on this taxi squad? Is it going to be mostly the same handful of guys the whole season, or could we see a rotating cast come through? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a rotating cast because I think they're going to be, depending on what's going on with injuries, if they have a lot of them, then they can rotate them and they can get those guys into games. Yeah. But I think what you really don't want is a guy who's playing on your taxi, he's on your taxi squad the whole season. Without getting games. Doesn't get into any games. Say he's like the fourth forward on that taxi squad. Mm-hmm. And does not the other three forwards get into games? He's next in line. No injury happens. He just doesn't get into the game. The playoffs rolled around. That guy hasn't played any games all year. Injuries show up. His first game of the season is game two of your first round series. Yeah, that'd be brutal. You don't want to do that to a guy. So I think I think it would say I, I think that they should draw a line in the sand and say we're comfortable with the guy on the taxi squad without getting into any games for three weeks. And then we send that guy down to the AHL. He plays into a couple of games and kind of just stays fresh a little bit, knocks some of that rust off and then comes back up. And then, you know, they, he swaps places with whoever replaced him, you know, whatever. And that's, I think that's probably how I would do it. I, there would be a couple of guys that I would keep around regularly under the assumption that you're going to have injuries and they will play. Byron, Cout, yep. O'Connor as the three main guys that I think are going to get into games. The one guy that I'm really not sure what to do with is Connor Timmons. Yep, and and that's where I was headed to is, look, we're assuming Byron's making the taxi squad. We're just assuming that that's the case. If, yeah. if he doesn't, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But with Byron making the taxi squad, it becomes pretty hard to see a path for Timmons through the taxi squad up to the NHL, uh, at least in the short term. You know, when injuries happen, if the Avs defensive injuries pile up, that's a different conversation. But if you're running a guy on the taxi squad in Byram as your seventh D, potentially running another D as a scratch, maybe off and on, Timmons would be one of those guys that runs the risk of never getting into an NHL game if he's just sitting around on the taxi squad. So, yeah. And and I I expect him to start in the AHL since we've already heard from the Avs the one thing they want him to do is play games and be healthy. Yep. So I I think it makes sense that he certainly doesn't start on a taxi squad. You know, will he bounce up and down in the year? Maybe. We'll see. Just kind of depends. But it's, we'll see. 
that's uh, that's all I'll say on on Timmons in that regard. Yeah, with Timmons, it's just about staying healthy. He's got to play games. I wrote this in my piece. It doesn't make a lot of sense for him to sit around in practice where he's looked. He's consistently looked great with the abs. His best performances have been in training camps and in practices and uh, and and when they haven't been in games. That's not to say he did not have a good year with the Eagles. He had a very good year with the Eagles when he was. But right, the problem was he had the he had the the lower body injury that 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 was took some time away. Yep. Then he got up to the to the NHL, and then he gets into his second game, and he gets you know he gets his bell rung a little bit. We're not even sure what that injury was. We've all just assumed it was a head injury and moved on. Yep. We don't we don't know what that was, and it he was out for game seven, and it's just like. They can't get the guy to get to, to stay into games consistently. Yeah. And it's not all the concussion issues either. So it's, you know, what's, what's the deal with him? So we don't know. That's, that's the, that's the thing with him is that because if he could, if he goes down and he plays 30 games with the Eagles and he's healthy and he's fine, then I think you're like, okay, we're feeling a lot better about this. Yep, and uh, the interesting conversation there, at least for guys like you and me who who follow the prospects heavily, who who watch a lot of the Avs AHL squad, we hear it all the time how the Avs struggle to develop guys in the AHL and, and yeah. them up to the NHL, and this taxi squad is something that makes that path easier for a lot of players. It, it gives you that transitionary period where instead of players, only opportunity to practice with the big guns is training camp. And then you don't see them for a year. You now have this opportunity to bring guys up and practice with the NHL team regularly throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Is that a big advantage for the Avs given their, their prospect laden pockets? It should be. I mean, it, it, it. To be honest, it flat out should be. Yep. Their their normal process hasn't worked, and so maybe this is an opportunity for them to see. They so what they do instead is they they give the taxi squad guys uh, the, those spots to younger guys, and those guys make easier transitions into the NHL. Then in the future, that that tells them, okay, if we can get these, we think these guys are ready. If we can move these guys onto the roster and just get them rolling with the NHL guys on a regular basis, when we get them into games, they'll be ready to go. Instead of being just like, well, we would rather just play the vets over the kids because we don't trust the kids. We don't know what's going to happen with them. You know, and then giving, you know, giving them the same nonsense about just not being comfortable with rookies. For some reason, you're much more comfortable with a a, a bad vet. Which, I mean, over the last couple of years, it feels like that's becoming less true anyway. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, I mean, there have been there have been moments of frustration from both of us, but really, like, they've turned the roster over to the young players for the most part. I mean, they there played Connor Timmons in the playoffs when it came down to it. Like, Well, they played, they played Connor Timmons over Kevin Connaughton and Mark Barbario. Yep. When they had an opportunity to play healthy versions of each, you know? They chose to do that and didn't, you know, did not result in anything that would make them say, well, that was definitely the right thing to do. 
but it was an encouraging step. It wasn't you know, they, definitely the wrong thing to do either. So exactly. The fact that he got hurt does not ding their process or their thought process of it at all. It just, you know, that's more of a personal question. But they have given jobs to kids in recent years. You know, we we saw the what's the what's everybody's favorite Tyson Jost argument? They rushed him. Yep. So, you know, despite the fact that how they handled Jost had consistently worked for them. When it came to first round picks, up until Jost, right, and then all of a sudden that process got uh, oh well they rushed him and it was like well, you know, did they? Like you can't blame them for feeling the way that they did. So, you know, I think I do I do think that it's is one of those things that gets a little overblown. You know, Ryan Graves has earned a job on this blue line. He rolled into yeah. a veteran of an older blue line, you know, a, a blue line that was in transition, I should say. I don't want to call it older. Uh, and took, just took a job. Yep. Like, it would have been, again, it would have been easy for them to default to Barbs or Connaughton last year. And they were like, nope, we like what Ryan Graves did. Ryan Graves earned this job and had a, had a great year. I earned his contract. So, I'm it's they're they're in a they're in a that that awkward spot where we criticize them for a thing when they do it, but they don't really do it so much that I think it's a major detriment because it's not I don't think I don't think the answer is always to play the kids either. You know, I don't think it's always, oh well, you always choose a prospect every single time. There are some guys who have gotten who have been pretty good that they've that they've gotten, you know. Sure. Giving them good games is what I'm saying. Definitely. Um, apparently, some some hockey news here. The Lightning have just extended Eric Chernak for just shy of three million for three years. They also signed Jan Ruta for one point three million for two years. Uh, this is going to put them at like six million dollars over the cap. And they have not signed Anthony Sorelli yet. Yeah, Kucherov is only and he only makes nine point five, so they're going to be cutting it real close, even with that LTIR money. Yeah, interesting. How Tampa's going to navigate this as well? Another another yeah. team that might have to do some finagling with the uh, with the taxi squad, to say the least. Yeah, well, and and I saw people who were like, "Oh, all they have to do is just bury Tyler Johnson on the taxi squad." It's like, well, that clears up a million dollars. Yeah, You're still it does not clear up five million dollars. Yeah, it clears up one, and then Tyler Johnson's not allowed to play for them anymore. Yep. So that might be one where they put, you know, they they put a guy, you know, bury Cedric Paquette for a week really dance around that cap to save yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yep. So it, it probably another advantage that the abs have is they're in a flexible enough situation where they can mostly do what they want with their taxi squad. Yeah. They don't have to, they don't have to bury anybody. And if they really want to, they can just straight up call two more guys up. Um, they could put, Byram and they could put Cal CLCs on the oh, NHL sure. roster and just be fine. Yep. 
So I'm, I'm sure they'll use some of the flexibility of the taxi squad, but if it comes down to it, yeah. they don't have to. Yeah, which is a big thing. They don't have to. Yep. So and things are looking good. I, I think the taxi squad only helps the Avs, certainly. Honestly, it probably only helps every team. But the Avs in particular, I think, have a lot to gain, if only just from Byram and Kyle let alone the potential for Bowers new hook or, or playing yeah. bets there as well. Definitely. So, and, and the, uh, whatever's going to happen with, um, Connor Timmons. Yeah, sure. Timmons, however, that situation plays out the, again, just more flexibility with the taxi squad to, to do whatever the Avs want to do with, with all of their guys. So, what is that squeaky noise? It is the dog in the other room playing with his toy. Ah, got the toys out now. It was so funny. He got up today, and the first thing he did, he comes downstairs, and he grabs the ball, and he's like, we're playing. <laughs> it's he's happening. Like, this dude, he woke up ready today. <laughs> Meanwhile, my dog is still asleep on the bed, so. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking. Uh, he came downstairs at like. 1230. All right. So not exactly an early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then, you know, he goes bed. He just goes bed to bed. Like, True. Day, right? True. Yeah. Not the bed. It's the couch, whatever. <laughs> right. And that's getting him off the couch to go upstairs and go to bed last night was a hassle of its, in itself. But it's like, bud, you're just going from comfy spot to comfy spot. Come on. Ugh, yep. So Tampa is fine for the moment. I've Someone just, yeah, Saravalli said they have about two million left on the offseason limit as it stands right now. So they should still make a move, man. They're still... I agree. It's still going to be an absolute nightmare for them if they don't. But yeah. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, sorry. We're going to get out of here for today. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. For watching, listening, however you consume the pod. If you're not on YouTube, check us out there. We do our shows live. You can see our faces. We have graphics and stuff. Pretty cool. Be sure to like and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube, as that helps us out a ton. Other than that, we will be back tomorrow. I think we're we're diving into that goalie situation a little bit heavier tomorrow. So if you want more info on that, it should be an interesting show. And then WJC conversation on Christmas Eve. So Hope to see you all in the live chat then, and we will talk to you guys later.